Welcome everybody to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry. From Major League Baseball to the NBA, NFL, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City. From the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Episode 5, guys. CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. We're going to go over NBA playoffs round one. They're still not done. We thought they'd be done already. Two-thirds of the Chicago Tree Party are present. Big Nick. Mush Jackman. Hey, guys. And together, we are the Red Rebel Army. Oh, good old days. So the two of us are the Red Rebel Army together. But we're, we're part of the Chicago Tree Party. Anyways, uh, going over playoffs, guys. Round one. Still not done. Almost like we predicted and said that the West is going to have a ton of great games. Oh, yeah. The West has been highly competitive and very exciting, guys. So, I mean, we're, we're really looking at a ton of great games out of the West. Almost every single series at least going six to seven games. So, I mean, we're going to cover the West first, even though I know we're Chicago uh, bred and Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that stuff for the end. Uh, but I, I think a lot of great stuff, guys, in the West. A lot of uh, interesting news in the NBA world uh, came out this week and during the round one of the playoffs. And and as we go through each series, uh, we'll make sure we uh, discuss that stuff as well, too, and, and go into topic with all that. But um, welcome, guys. Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, Episode 5, and this is just another NBA recap again. Obviously, uh, we were hoping we'd be done with Round 1 right now, so we can go over a lot of our predictions and uh, start talking about some Round 2 games, but uh, we still look like we're going to have probably about another two days, I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah, we got a couple Game 7s coming up this weekend, so it's going to determine some of the Round 2 matchups. Yeah, so, I mean... We'll start right off the bat, guys, with uh, the, uh, in my opinion, both teams are sort of uh, uh, grandfathers. I mean, they got a grandfather team, San Antonio and Dallas. I mean, if you think about it, both teams have, have rosters that are very deep in age. Yeah, they're, they're uh, pretty old. Uh, Dirk is up there. Uh, but, uh, I mean, overall, great series. Yeah, I've, I actually thought Dallas wasn't even going to give them a run for their money. No, Dallas pretty convent. Uh, I, I, but bottom line is right now you're looking at Dallas. I think that uh, I, uh, seeing the Vince Carter shot was uh, was awesome. The buzzer beater, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that was fantastic. San I was happy to see him yeah, make that shot. Um, I think we're starting to see the true age right now of San Antonio a little bit. 
Um, and I mean, these guys are old. I mean, Parker still's got a lot in them, but Ginobili, uh, Duncan, uh, and, and believe it or not, they do. San Antonio does have some good young talent on the bench as well too. That's coming in, but yeah, Ka- Kawhi Leonard is a very integral part of their team. And yes, they got some. Uh, Tiago Splitter has emerged and played uh, is playing better. Yes, you know, but Dallas, I, I like Monte Ellis on Dallas. He's man when he gets on fire, he can really score a lot of points in a hurley. And he kind of relieves uh, Dirk Nowitzki of some of his uh, offensive scoring. Dirk still got it. Yeah, he still got this shot. Uh, yeah, I was watching game, I think it was four, five. I think it was game five. He's, man, he was surprising me. Right. No, he's still good. He hasn't had a great playoff series. Also, the last game, which was a very close game, uh, he, he scored over twenty over twenty five points, and he started. He was great in the fourth quarter. Yep. So as of right now, um, San Antonio's up 3-2. Uh, it's again a one seed and an eight seed. Uh, we both predicted San Antonio, um, but again, we didn't really expect it to go this far to be this tough. No, yeah, and yeah. not this tough. And I mean, Dallas is putting a number on uh, on San Antonio right now. So uh, I mean, I, I still think San Antonio wins. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, but I, I still think San Antonio comes out. I'm not changing my perspective on on who's going to win that series. Yeah, I'll still go with San Antonio, but I. Uh, I'm impressed with Dallas and how tough they're playing. Yes, they pr- they're surprising me a lot. Yeah, it's making it a real fun series to watch. Yeah. Uh, second game, uh, I I guess, and they're still not done, but, I mean, after seeing the way they're playing against Portland right now, I, I know I said in in, uh, in round two that Houston would have beat San Antonio. And um, right now, I mean, they're, they're, I, I, I really like Harden, and I really thought he was going to step up in these playoffs and he was going to show what type of player he is. But, I mean, I guess – the the guy of not playing defense is basically uh, it's wearing off on this team right now, and I think Portland's doing a number on them right now. Yeah, Portland's got an offensive number. I mean, they're and what they're can really you say about last... like Lillard and Aldridge, man? Those uh, didn't he had forty three points in one game? Yeah, forty three, forty six points. Yeah, I mean yeah. Lillard and and Lillard surprising me too. For I mean, he's, he's doing amazing. He's clutch. I mean, so, that little guy's clutch. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think Portland's going to end up winning this one, I mean, in the long run, and I think they're probably going to win it in the next game, and I think it's going to go 4-2 Portland's way. I mean, yeah, they got they got uh, game six at home, and uh, if they can win there, if, if Houston somehow can manage to win and they take it back to game seven in Houston, uh, you never know. Yeah, but... Because I mean, those game series have been tough. They've been a lot of overtime games, too. Portland is also surprising me to the point where I think if they end up going against the Spurs in the second round, I, that, that's going to be rough for the Spurs. Oh, yeah, it's going to be rough. they got a good balance. they got some inside and outside presence, and they got also got good outside shooters. You know, you got Altridge just being a beast on the inside, and Lillard's on the outside. He's uh, making a good tempo for the game as, yeah. as the point guard. And that's going to be that's the game's tonight at nine thirty. So uh, and and it's at Portland. Uh, recap a uh, quick score of the San Antonio Dallas game. You're looking at Mavericks up twenty one nineteen in the first quarter. Okay, so that game is just starting. Yeah. So that's uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. But Portland's really surprising me on that aspect. Uh, then you're looking at OKC Miami not, or Memphis. I'm sorry. Now Memphis, the way I'm seeing this series, we both picked OKC. Um, it's going game seven. The way I see this series, and I, I just see Memphis is pushing OKC to play their style of ball, and that's why OKC is losing. Right. We talked about that. Uh, Memphis was their slower, half-court type Eastern style of basketball, and that's kind of slowing the tempo of OKC, and they can't get and do what they want. 
And yeah. it's it's. I would not be surprised of an upset, but the big blow came this today. I guess when they uh, they suspended Zach Randolph in Game Seven, so they will not have Zach Randolph in Game Seven, and he is a huge part of Memphis's defense and offense. Oh yeah, he's a huge part of what they want to do. The inside, the rough and tough, posting up game. Plus, Game Seven is going to be in OKC, and you know OKC plays well at home. Yeah. So now, if you're looking at OKC, we'll see. I mean, Durant is in a way sort of clutch. Uh, but I mean, you got Durant going home to play at OKC against Memphis minus Zach Randolph, and that I think is going to be the factor where OKC will win. But again, another series that I did not predict or even think that would go seven games. I didn't think it would go seven, but I thought Memphis would maybe play him six. Six, yeah, because Memphis is a tough team, and uh, once Gasol came back, they have been playing better. Yeah, uh, you know, you know who's on uh, Memphis who's doing really well is our. Our old foe in the Miami, uh, Mike Miller. Yes. He's clutch. He's yeah. been hitting some clutch threes late in the game. He's been a good spot shooter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I never gave it away to that guy. I mean, no. I, I remember him always being a consistent spot shooter, and he's not a bad guy to have. Uh, just once he spots up, man, give him the ball, and he'll pop it. You know, I think it's going to hurt Miami a little bit in this tough in uh, tougher rounds without him. I think they're going to miss him. Yeah. It didn't show it in Charlotte, but I think in the later rounds, they're going to need a precise shooter like Mike Miller is who's clutch. Hands down, definitely. All right. Well, the last game in the West. And I didn't want to go into this because we might we might take a little bit talking about this topic, but we're going to talk about the game first. Uh, Clippers and Golden State uh, again, another shocker. I did not think this was going to go seven games. I think there was a lot of factors that played into it with the whole Sterling thing that made it go a little bit longer. Uh, but I mean, again, a Golden State's playing really well as well, and I think a little bit the Clippers aren't playing up to their potential. No, I, I think they're a little bit stronger of what we're seeing right now, or at least I thought they were. I thought so, too. I thought they were a little bit stronger, especially with Bogans out. They kind of dominate on the inside with uh, the, uh, Jordan and uh, Blake Griffin. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still, I, I'm going to be honest with you, we picked Clippers, both of us, but I, I can completely see Golden State winning this one. Yeah, the only thing is going to be in L.A., which... Uh, May help, should help the Clippers, I would think. And, uh, but yeah, Golden State's been very pesky and they play very well together. Well, it's Curry too, man. That guy is a great shooter. He's a great shooter. And he's, he's a, a nuisance. And you know what? He's a great ball handler and he's yes. a great passer too. Yeah. I mean, I, he gets I, everybody involved. Yeah. It's, it's just this. He really is a pain in the ass, I think, if you're a defender and you're defending against him. Man, I would, uh, yeah. I would hate I, to play defense against that guy. I wish the Bulls had Curry, Especially man. to be the guy that is playing defense against them. Oh, yeah. He, he, he'd drive you crazy. Definitely. So that that I would not be surprised. And I am rooting a little bit for Golden State because of that underdog factor. And uh, I, I think Golden State and Portland, I really like those little teams. I mean, they're a really good team with some good talent there. Yeah, me too. The smaller market teams, they really play hard. Their fans are really in the game. They're really fun to watch. Hands down. So uh, going into to the, to the Sterling thing, we'll, we'll go into it a little bit don't want to talk too much about it a little a lot of negative stuff but um i'll, I'll say this on my perspective i mean when you're at a high profile pl- a person that you are as sterling is i mean i don't care if you're in your home or if you're not in your home i understand free speech and all this stuff but the bottom line is that when you're at that level you just have to understand there's certain things you can or cannot say now i know he was saying this to his supposed mistress but 
should you really be saying something like that to your mistress? And if you don't trust someone like that, would you really be saying something like that? The, the bottom line is that there has been issues with this guy in the NBA after I've done some research on him for a long time. And after I read an article yesterday, they said that the NBA first tried to get rid of Sterling in 1982. Wow. That far back? And they couldn't do it because this guy's an attorney and he likes to be a pain in the ass. He has been, and it's been on record, David Stern, the old commissioner, has said that Sterling was the biggest pain in his ass his entire time he was commissioner. Wow. And actually, two years ago, the man was in the hospital on his deathbed, and David Sterling was excited about it. People are saying that we're around David Stern and thought that this is it. They were going to get rid of a guy that they couldn't stand in the NBA. And there's a, it's on record that almost more than half of the owners, it's not like a type of Mark Cuban hate. Like I know a lot of people hate Mark Cuban. It's not that type of hate. It's a different type of hate for Sterling. And uh, I just think he's had, uh, uh, he's had previous issues where he made fun of Asians and Hispanics. And then this comes out. So, I mean, I'll give David, I'll give silver a ton of credit. Um, He's got a set on him. Stern never had a set on him. Do I think that the punishment was harsh? A little bit. I think it was a little too harsh. But, I mean, bottom line, you have to make a statement for something that that he said and he shouldn't have said, especially at his status and his stature. I mean, you have to make an example out of it. And I'm going to go back to, and I know it's a completely different subject, but I'm going to go back to the steroid usage, which we've spoken to this about on a couple other radio shows. I think... That some some commissioner, if it has to be the MLB or the NFL, some one of these guys has to make a statement that the NBA just made against Sterling about steroids as well. Why can't you ban someone for life for steroid usage? Wow. Then you'll have the – no one's ever going to do it again. This guy just got banned for life. You think anyone else is going to make racial comments like that ever again? Right. No. But that steroid issue is a whole other subject if you want to know but my opinion But it ruins it. the game. Yeah, but you know it's what? It's not a pure game, and that's why you got all these young kids right now taking steroids because they want to be like the. When we were kids, steroid usage wasn't as rampant in sports like like we we see it now. No, but I think they knew what they were doing in baseball. I think they knew the the home runs were going up, the attendance was going up, and they didn't want to stop it right away. So I mean, that's another can of worms, you know. And then I guess you got to get rid of these guys, and then once you get rid of these guys and get new guys in place, then I guess you can start seeing the bands. I mean, the bottom line is they're looking at they're looking at profit and margin, you know, and they're seeing all these people come in, they're seeing all the publicity's coming in, and they may not want to stop the steroids because it's bringing in. Yeah, it could you, be you know, true. Could you be. Know. We, we've but that's we've already baseball. said our Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson conspiracy theories. I mean, that may be that, that could be. True. I know in yeah. baseball it had a it had a role. Because, I mean, the home runs were going up. The fans were watching. They were watching the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire race in 98. Yep. And, I mean, come on. They're not blind to it. And uh, they know, just let it go Sky high by. ratings. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. So, on another note now on the Sterling thing. So, uh, that's our opinion and subject on that. Uh, there's three groups that are trying or that have interest in the Clippers. Have you heard of the three groups? I heard Mayweather mention it, but I don't yes. know how serious he is. Yeah, so Mayweather okay. actually mentioned it. With, is Magic in the running too? Uh, separate, but yes, he is. So Magic actually with Michael Thompson of the Lakers. Oh, yeah. So He's, uh, Michael Thompson, Magic Johnson, and other private investors uh, are going to be uh, – put in a bid, and apparently they said that they have the money ready to go. Um, and then Floyd May- Mayweather said he's trying to get a group together as well. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya was uh, supposedly inside that group Okay, with Mayweather. Oh. 
Uh, I don't know what percentage again right. at all. But, but I don't know if they can force this guy to sell. Well, that's, that's the problem that they're going to have. Yeah. Right. So basically, they're saying that the owners uh, in the NBA rules, there's a rule in there that they said that uh, Silver said that in three weeks they're going to sit down and they're going to have a private uh, owner meeting, and in inside of the uh, NBA owner rules bo- rule book, it says that if three quarters or more of the owners vote for you to get out, you have one year to sell your team. Oh, is that is that a rule? And if you do not sell the team within that one year, then the NBA took sole ownership of the Los Angeles Clippers. And then once they do that, then they have to find a viable owner. Okay. So almost like what happened with the Milwaukee Brewers, remember? Seelig owned them for like a year, the Major League Baseball? Yes, yes. Similar to that. So, um, But they already said that uh, Sterling's going to be put in a major lawsuit together, and he's already trying to put something together right now, and he's going to try to make uh, Silver's life a living hell right now, I, I think. He's going to make a big scene out of this. I bet you it's it's going to be all over, and you know how the media is going to be. They're going to attack this and make it look like it's 25,000 times worse than it is and stuff. So, like, it's the biggest issue in the world when we're looking at, like, possibly World War Three with Russia right now, but this is the biggest thing in the world. Well, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But uh, in any case, Magic, Mayweather, and then the other big one was uh, Oprah Winfrey. That came out two days ago that Oprah was actually interested in buying the Los Angeles Clippers, and uh, she had uh, other investors as well inside of it, and John Travolta was one of those investors with her, uh, with Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) So three major groups that have potential of buying it. I don't know how much Mayweather really knows about basketball, so I don't know about Mayweather buying it. Um, I truthfully think if, and and if this happens, it may be set up. I mean, everyone loves Magic Johnson. You know what I mean? He already owns the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. I can see him coming back to the NBA. I mean, it's a whole ratings thing. Now Magic is back in L.A., but not with the Clippers. and he's with, the, Or not with the Lakers, but with the Clippers. And it's going to be like a, a wrestling storyline. Hey, Magic's back in the NBA. So it could bring more ratings in and stuff. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But let's get back into talking about uh, playoffs and stuff. So that's the, that's the West. And again, we're going to have to wait probably until Sunday until we see the final playoff picture there. Yeah, yeah, this weekend should determine a lot of the fates of these teams. So, East. Um, a lot of stale games, man, especially in bitter about the Bulls. But uh, let's start with Indiana and Atlanta. So, we both picked Indiana, or Indiana. Because I, I seriously, even though I kept saying in the last three shows, Atlanta has the chance to beat them. I want to, I, Indiana's downfall, one of the biggest downfalls in, in major sports history with that we've witnessed. The last one I've witnessed was the Mets in baseball. Um, but... Yeah, you did talk about Atlanta having a good chance. Yeah, and and I want them to win. I really do. But a lot of stuff now are coming out out of Indiana of what's going on and why the team is not working together. So um, some of that is that George's head is not straight, and the reason is because he got a, a stripper pregnant. Like and here's my opinion on that. Like if you're gonna, if you're an NBA star and and you're going to strip clubs, okay, whatever. But don't – and he's married, isn't he? I don't know if George is. Hibbert is, though. Hibbert is. Okay. So and, – and you're going to strip clubs. How do you get a girl pregnant, dude? And seriously, if you don't know this girl, like why aren't you wearing a condom? Yeah, I know. Come on. And then this guy's panicking now all of a sudden while he's – his job is to perform in games, and now he's panicking because he got her pregnant. I mean, I don't blame anyone but him. 
Plain yeah. and simple. So, I mean, it's his fault. There was rumors out there about George possibly sleeping with Hibbard's wife, and that's the big rift between Hibbard and George, and that's why they're sort of fighting each other. We couldn't find concrete evidence of that anywhere. That's just all hearsay and rumors as well. So we don't know if that's completely true either. Um, and there's just a lot of players that I guess are just pissed off at each other, I heard, in Indiana. so Yeah, there's I heard, a lot of infighting, I heard. Yeah, Stevenson, I heard, almost got in a fist fight with uh, George in the back. So even though people are putting, I think, the leader pitcher on George, I think what's happening right now is the the Indiana team, I think, doesn't like George. I don't know. They're imposing inside. You and know, then you've got Hibbard, who's all messed in the head right now, and he's just not playing right. I mean, in, no, in all honesty. Play, he's not playing at all. They're yeah. doing better with Bohemi in there. Yeah. I mean, I it's mean, just like he's he's non-existent right now. So. Well, especially against Atlanta. They're a fast team that likes to spread the floor and shoot threes. Teague's been uh, killing them, and uh, Hibbard's been pretty ineffective against completely he could be off the bench team. to right. be honest with you he might even be the guy you bring in, in the fourth quarter he doesn't I mean, do anything you mean for you me. take out in the fourth quarter no you you bring him in in the fourth quarter you you bench him the whole game and you bring him <laughs> at the end you when you're getting blown br- out <laughs> but, if you're I mean, winning if you're winning by huge margin i wouldn't put him in if the game is close the yeah way, the no way if the game's right close now. i wouldn't bring him in but i'm no. just saying that he's that type of player but the matchup the styles you know they'll match up right against them because so atlanta plays fa- that's much faster. that's tomorrow atlanta indiana so that's going to be an interesting match to see and i'll be rooting for atlanta man i, w- I really want to see him go and i want indiana to fall because I- i'm just sick of listening to the whole indiana downfall just let them fall finally and let them just let him be over with it, and let's move on. And, you know, they say the trade, they said Granger was like a big brother figure in that locker yes. room. There's a lot of things, guys, that go behind the scenes that we you don't know about. Like, And when you have a good teammate who's uh, real cooperative and helpful and encouraging the young players to go forward, that and a mentor. Well, what th- people don't realize is right. that in the locker rooms, you need leaders as well. And you sometimes, need leadership. Yeah, and sometimes those leaders aren't the best players on the court. It's maybe a guy that just knows how to speak, how to motivationally talk to, to a team. And, and who's a good person, yeah. lives a good life. And and everyone respects them. And I think that's the key part of great leaders, especially in sports, is when you have the rest of the team that looks at the guy and he's living a great life and they can look up to this guy because he's, he's an honest guy and people can trust him. And people like that are hard to find. And I know one example, and I, I, I'm a White Sox fan, but uh, one example is Paul Konerko on the White Sox. I mean, he's old. I mean, he really really is no factor for us this year, but one of the big key factors Reinsdorf wanted to bring him back in Kenny Williams is they said because like 89% of that locker room looks up to him. A.J. Pazinski, who's older than, or, or no, he's the same age They're as Kernerko. about Kinerko. the same age, yeah. He's actually said that he was one of his mentors and he looked up to Kernerko Yeah, because he was such a great guy and he respected him tremendously. You need a guy like that. You need a guy in the locker room who the younger players can look up to and he can mentor. Yeah, they someone really that the younger guys can go talk to if they have questions. Or, right. Or maybe even that leader is the type of guy that can approach the younger guys and the younger guys won't get pissed about like, hey, why are you coming to talk to me about it? Well, they respect them to that level. Where right. They're like, hey, thanks for coming to talk to They'll me. They'll listen like to that. him, right. And I know? think right now Indiana lacks that 100%. There's not one of those guys in there that is Yeah, they is said that Granger person. was like the big brother. So a lot of those key things that you don't know about uh, – they play a factor. When and a team- I'm going to go back to saying that Vogel is a key part of why that why it happened, the downfall. I think that Vogel, if he would have stepped up earlier, this might have not happened the way it did. Yeah, it's, I mean, who so can, who can opinion, say for sure? I think if they lose to Atlanta tomorrow, the next day, Indiana's fire, Larry Bird's firing uh, Vogel. I don't know. Uh, I feel bad for Larry Bird, There was talk of that too. possibly happening. But I'm not so sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, so next game, Bulls-Wizards. That was just sad to see. 
You I know, think Nene was a beast. He was. You know, the Bulls could have won the first two games. I, they I, really could have. They were winning, but their inability to score at the end hurt them. Then well, after, this is what I saw. Fourth quarter, no one wanted to shoot. It was like they were playing hot potato, and anytime you gave the ball to one of the Bulls players, they were passing it because they didn't want to have the responsibility of taking the shot and missing it because they were like, I don't want to be that guy that's right. going for the shot. They don't shots. really have too much of a go-to guy. I would say Augustine was somewhat of a go-to guy in the end, but uh, they put the uh, much taller Trevor Reza on him, and he was uh, mostly ineffective so, at the end. So, this is what I, so the hot potato thing is one thing I saw. Two, Noah was I, – I, I don't know what it was, but he – Nene was going through Noah like there was no tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't. I, I know didn't Nene know was bigger in size. He's bigger and stronger. But he was just putting his shoulder down and pawing right through Noah. And then obviously we found out today or yesterday that Noah was playing with a knee injury and he just had successful surgery today and he's going to be out for eight to 12 weeks. But I mean, Nene was just doing a number on Nene Noah too. Nene bigger and stronger. Yeah. They got Nene and Gortat was two big bodies in there. The Bulls usually always lead the teams that they play in rebounds. They had a tough time. They weren't leading the Wizards yep. in rebounds that series. And then the, then the one game we did win, what happened? Yeah. We, and I needed, called it. You needed Dunleavy to score 35 I said it points at, to That's win. the key to the Bulls. I said it before the series even started. Th- you need to get Dunleavy involved. And the day he scored 35 points, they won that game. Well, he was hot. He was feeling it. They had no one to match up against Dunleavy. If they would have gave that offensive ball to Dunleavy and had him pop the balls, they would have won more games. Yeah, but he wasn't that hot in the other game. Not just that. Well, give him a chance to heat up. And not just that, but then once Dunleavy gets that hot hand, it's going to free up DJ. It's going to free up. Butler, it's going it, to free it, up all these it, other players, it does, he and it'll create more opportunity. But they weren't doing that. And then for a couple games, Don, Dunleavy was un, unexistent. Game one, he hardly had playing time. Right. I mean, you got to play a guy like this guy can score on the outside, and he can score on the inside with his running hooks, and he could drive. He's one of the only few scores you got on that team. You know, uh, so so we were completely wrong about the Bulls. We thought we yeah. actually picked the Bulls in six. Instead, they lost in five. They lost in five. Yeah, when Washington won those two games and uh, against the Bulls in the, the Chicago's home court, I, I knew it was over after that. Yeah, me too. But they gained tremendous confidence. And the Wizards I, aren't bad. No, they're pretty athletic and they're 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 a pretty good team. And they played well together. And their defense played much harder than I seen them play during the regular season. That's what teams do in the playoffs. They play much better defense. Where the Bulls are already at ninety eight percent during the season. The other teams probably play like eighty yeah. percent. And then when the playoff comes, you see the difference. So the big thing is uh, D. We need D Rose back. Back. And I think bad. you need more than D Rose. Yes. I don't. I don't think D Rose would be and enough. And they need to make the push big for. Uh, I think Melo if they do do that uh bottom line noah's out for eight to 12 weeks i don't think they said it's anything major it's arthroscopic so he'll be fine um boozer left didn't even talk to the media in uh in the last game right when we lost they said he literally got dressed and walked out didn't talk to anyone from the media and just kept going so i I don't know what's up with that but then the next day they came out and said that uh the bulls are going to try to trade him i don't know who's actually going to go for him though for that amount of money yeah, he's got a, what, $15 million contract. You know, he didn't really get utilized a lot this year. I think the emergence of Todd Gibson, uh, and I don't know, he just he wasn't a huge factor. I think he could have maybe did more, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, Boozer, we don't see what's going to DG Augustine has said now, he came out today and said that he would love to come back to Chicago, which I would love to have him back. But, uh, and this is what scares me. He said, I don't think Chicago, I don't know if, no, he didn't say I don't think. He said, I don't know if Chicago can afford me. 
Yeah. And that that's sort of negative to me, meaning that he's going to ask for big money, and because of obviously the season he had with the Bulls, and he's going to try to take that to his advantage to make more money. Which I don't I don't wrong the guy, but I mean he's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to do what he's got to do for. His and family. if there's a team willing to pay up big money, then you know what? Th- yeah. then that's he fine. He just had we'll a kid that. this year. You know, hey, what do you think about Jeff Teague? I mean, they, the Bulls caught him. Do you think he could? I know he he wasn't playing. That great. That's why they caught him. But you think he could have been of some assistance during this playoff run? Because uh, it seemed like the Bulls' point guards were having, a, and guards in general were having. You a mean tough Marquise time. Teague? Yeah, Marquise. Marquise they, Teague. No, Just they, they traded. Brother. They traded. Well, he's him. on Brooklyn. Yeah, they traded him for who? For that one, uh, not Czechoslovakian, and uh, Lithuanian guy, and then we ended up cutting the Lithuanian guy. I oh, think. but but anyways, do you think uh, uh, Marcus would have helped the Bulls during the playoff run? Because um, he was kind of quick, like his brother. Yeah, but he really didn't have a good offensive threat. That's the, the reason I think. But they he's let still him go. young. He's still a young kid. He is, but yeah. I mean, I, I just think he didn't fit into the mix. He wasn't playing. I think aggressive defense. I think Tibbs didn't like him, and yeah. I think that's one of the reasons they let him go. But I mean, I mean, I mean, their their guard position was lacking. I mean, Butler did all right defensively, but they had a tough time with uh, Wall and Beal. Yeah, you know, in, in, in really all honesty, showed. I think though this season, this off season for the Bulls is going to be really exciting. It's almost like we've been talking about the Bears. I can't wait till the draft is done so we can talk about the future of the Bears. Uh, I really got excited, too, because I saw uh, Jared Allen had the Bears jersey on today. Oh, cool. And he had a helmet and gear and helmet and pads and everything. Getting ready to go. Um, here's, uh, for a quick note, I'm sorry I'm going off subject here with NBN. A quick note, uh, who likes Hard Knocks, HBO? Do you watch it? I like it. I right. watch it. I love it. I watch it every season. It gets me hyped up for football. I, I don't care what team is on there. I love watching it. Um, and there was three teams that were announced for the finals. Okay. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, were one. Franchise. Uh, the Chicago Bears were two. And I completely forgot about who number three was. Uh, but they did say that right now the heavy favorite is Pittsburgh, which I hope it does not happen. A lot of teams, though, don't want to do this, though, because uh, I, I know they asked Bilicek before, and Bilicek didn't want to do it because he said that other teams watch – Hard knocks and see some of their offensive and defensive. Oh, schemes. Belichick is like the most secretive guy. Yeah, but, you know, I heard. So the he bo- didn't want to do that. I heard the Bears didn't want to do it either. I heard Hard Knock wants to no, do the with Bears Lovey for the Smith, longest with Lovey Smith. I don't know, if but the- this is Tressman, and I heard Tressman wants to do it. Okay, here I got the list. I forgot. I, we posted this on our on our Facebook guys. So if you guys want to like us on our Facebook page, Windy City is two words. Windy City Sports Network. I, we put a, a lot of this updated stuff and whatever, but three teams were narrowed down for hard knocks on HBO, Chicago Bears, the Steelers, and the Giants. Okay. So uh, the front runner right now is the Steelers, second is the Bears, and then the Giants. Uh, they they said, I don't know why Steelers, I think it was because of the coach. Uh, they really wanted to see Tomlinson and uh, uh, basically get in into the Steeler camp and yeah, see what's going on there. He's a fiery coach. He's yeah, probably fun to but, watch. But um, I would love... Here's my only problem. I love going to Bourbon A. I went there about three, four times last year uh, to watch uh, summer camp for the Bears. Really gets you into the into into the the swing of things for the NFL. But um, I, I, this is the only bad thing I won't like. If Hard Knocks comes to Chicago, dude, you're not going to be able to get into that freaking summer. It's going to be swamped. Swamped. You, you yeah. If, remember, every time we went, we would be in the front. Yeah. yeah. There's no way you're going to get in the we front. Got a bird's and if you view. do, yeah, you got to camp out like for three days. Yeah, it's going to... Yeah. So that's the only bad thing. I would really love to see them come to Chicago and do it. I probably won't go to Bourbon A then, and I'll probably just stay at home and watch it on TV, but I might try once, but we'll see what happens. But I just wanted to throw that out there. It's cool, interesting stuff. Anyways, back to the Bulls. Um, 
So I think what's going to end up happening right now is I hope they trade Boozer. A lot of people say amnesty. People don't really realize what amnesty means. Even though you amnesty Boozer's contract, the Bulls are still on the books for his money. Oh. So people always say, oh, you can, yeah, we can amnesty the guy, and yeah, we can go get another player and stuff, but we still pay that money. So it's still a hurt for the organization, yeah. and people don't realize that, and that's why they want to trade him so they can get that contract off their books. Yeah, but the limited minutes Boozer played this year in a non-factor in the fourth quarter, but, you know, he was on the bench. Who's going to give him that $15 million contract? No one's going to want him. No, not for that money. I mean, there's teams who want him. He's a, he's well, a there pu- is one team, and that's the scenario I was going to talk about right now. Yeah, but I don't know for that money. He's a good player. He's a good offensive threat in the polls. So they've they've already spoken to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Lakers are actually thinking of doing a Boozer-Gasol trade. Okay. And they wanted to do a sign-in trade. So that's the rumor going around right now. Which well, the I, Bulls were chasing Gasol for a long time, but I don't think he's quite the player as he I, was in I, years I, past. And I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't think they're grabbing him because of that. Right. He's I think older they're now. grabbing him because of the simple fact that he does not have a $15 million contract and they can potentially trade him away then to someone else. Okay. Even for a draft pick. Right. You know, even if it's a second round. You know what I mean? I'm, so I don't think they're picking. I don't. I think they're going to initially pull the trigger on that trade if they do that just to get Bruiser's contract off the books. And then they'll bring in Gasol, which they probably won't even use in the starting lineup. He probably won't even be on our roster come the beginning of the season. I think they'll end up trading him then to someone else, and then they'll get that hopefully off the books or waive him or do whatever they're going to do with him. And then they'll just end up uh, getting a draft pick or something and change. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, I think, I, I, honestly, I think we're going to end up seeing Taj Gibson as the starter, and I, I really hope they make a push to bring Miritich into, into Chicago so we can finally start seeing him because he needs at least two, three years of NBA uh, experience under his belt. Yeah, the NBA is a much faster in Europe game yeah. than Europe, and the uh, defense is a lot tighter, and uh, it's a tougher league. Yeah, and then uh, we'll have the two draft picks, and I'm going to be very interested to see what's going to happen with those two draft picks, and then we'll see what happens with the push of bringing in, uh, what's his name, Carmelo. Yeah, that, that's what the Bulls need. They if need they another need, If score. they had Carmelo in, in this Washington game, he would have been the guy that would not be – he'd not be playing hot potato with everyone. He'd be taking the shot. Yeah, he would take the shot. And he'd be the go-to guy. Everyone would be just giving it to him, especially with D-Rose out. Right. So I, we'll see what happens, but I, I would really like to see Noah, uh, Taj, have Miritich backing him up. Then you put Melo probably at the small forward position. There has been rumors that Deng wants to take less money just to come back to Chicago because he misses it so much. Yeah, he, he has a lot of friends over here. But he the thing is, Coach he comes Tibbs. to Chicago, he's still going to ask for a lot more money. And we can't afford that right now unless he takes a huge pay cut. Yeah, that'll be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, and then happens. obviously Butler. And you know what? You, you, you can even put Deng at shooting guard. In a way. I mean, you know, yeah, sometimes he, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios there. We'll see what happens. Well, Butler's I mean, a shooting guard. Why would you, you would put Dang at small forwards, though? Well, you'd have Mello there if you have Mello. Put Mello at power. Um, You can. I don't see him being a stronger uh, defensive, and uh, I don't see him playing defense he kinda plays with some mid-range. of the power forwards. Yeah, yeah. you got to get in there. Well, where are they going to put Taj as a starter? I mean, yeah, Taj yeah. would be your starter at power forward, right? And then you'd have Miritich backing him up, or if you know how Tibbs is. Oh, the other rumor is that Tibbs was talking to the Lakers. Well, the Lakers or the Lakers are talking are, to Tibbs. They're asking the Bulls, yeah, if they can talk to him, and the Bulls gotta uh, accept that. The Bulls gotta allow him the permission. Yeah, but to that talk could be like Lakers. a trade as well too, because of look what happened with Doc Rivers when he left Boston to go to the Clippers. Yeah, that's true. So we can we might get draft picks in exchange for Tibbs, right? But the Bulls got the option of saying no. 
to, I, to allow well, I understand. To well, yeah, but if 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 they say yes and they work out a deal, we can possibly see draft picks coming in for him too. Right, I see what you're saying. Right, and you know what? To be honest with you, I love Tibbs, but I wouldn't mind seeing him go either. He overworks his guys. He plays them a lot if of minutes. You can he get, plays them a lot of if minutes. If you can get one first round draft pick like next year for him or something, well, obviously you can't because L.A. But I mean, if you get at least some good round draft picks for him, right? Or if you can package Poo- Boozer and Tibbs. Yeah. Together, it it's depends, funny how it it's funny how in the NBA he, though he, now that you're doing trades with coaches. Yeah, that was unheard of. Before. <laughs> Un, yeah, unheard of before. Yeah. But if you do Boozer and Tibbs for Gasol and like two draft picks, yeah, done. But, but who who would we have in that's mind? That's the thing you have getting, to find you know, a coach. Tibbs and I don't is a very know. good coach. You know, so yeah, that's the problem. We don't. Know I, who I would like Doug up. Collins. I like Doug Collins, but I like Tibbs too. I'm just saying, yeah. Doug Collins. I think is a great teacher. If you did anything, you would probably bring Doug Collins' son in. Is he coaching? I think he's coaching for DePaul, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Doug Collins is a great. You know, he did really well with that Philadelphia team a couple years ago, and then they, they traded everybody yeah. for Bynum, and they just took they, the yeah, air out of the sale. Yeah. All right, next game, so we can keep going. Toronto and Brooklyn. Toronto is really surprising me. Um, we'll see what happens. I know Barkley was saying stuff about he thought Wizards were the third best team in the league. And all that jazz, but overall, Toronto's three-two in Brooklyn. Uh, we predicted Brooklyn. I, I mean, I really think Toronto is going to end up taking this one. I don't see Brooklyn winning two in a row. It's hard, especially uh, the next game is going to be at uh, it's gonna, Toronto. No, the or no, this one's in Brooklyn. Then they're going to go to Toronto. Okay. So I mean, I just don't see them winning oh, two yeah, in a row. You're right. That's the whole you're thing. Right. So well, I, I we said Brooklyn. We'll see what happens. We'll go from there. Uh, and then the last one, last but not least, Miami clean sweep four zero. They're already in the second round. Yeah, I saw Charlotte was going to maybe take one game. Yeah, it was but sad. you know, Big, Big Al was a good factor in that game. But then once he got hurt, they uh, they lost a lot of force there. Once yeah. he got hurt, you know. Hey, but it was kind of nice to see MJ. You see MJ? Yeah. Did you see the one dunk where uh, LeBron was going up and he looked right at him before yeah. he dropped it in? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's wrong. It, it there was, was there was someone was commenting. Here's a question for you. I was listening to a local radio station in Chicago. I'm not going to say their name, but I, I, they said. I think I know what your question is. So Michael is. Jordan, 51 years old? Yes. Uh, you heard that too? I heard that too. I was listening to okay, it. Okay. So what what's your take on it? I don't think he can beat many, many the, especially per- star give players. Give me a percent. Uh, out of star players or any player in NBA? All the players in the NBA, uh, how many percentage do you think Michael Jordan can beat today at 51 years old? I think he can beat some players. Uh, Percentage-wise? 20% of the players? Yeah, I would say roughly. I think he or can more. beat some of the centers and stuff because they can't move as quick like as Like some him. of these guys were like, oh, dude, there's only two people that can beat him, LeBron and Durant. I'm like, no, you're kidding there's me. a lot more than two I people go, dude, that can more, beat him. I th- in my personal opinion, I think 75% of the current NBA can beat Michael Jordan right now at 51. And the reason is the guy's just old. The guy is the greatest player to ever live the, to play the game, the greatest player we've ever seen play the game, um, and, and has ever touched the court. But the bottom line, guys, is. He, he doesn't have hops like he used to. He's not as fast as he used to. His shot's probably not as accurate. Well, hey, actually, I bet you still got 51, that fadeaway, though. He probably though. still has that. I bet yeah. you still got that fadeaway. Yeah, because he, he looked in pretty good shape. Mind you, he can go to ball with us and probably shut us out. Oh, easily. But with current NBA players, I mean, if you're putting him up like against Aldridge, I mean, Aldridge could beat him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You put him up against like Lillard, he can beat him. Yeah, I mean, it's too hard to keep up with these guys. Yeah, I mean, they're just too young. So, I mean, yeah. I, I still think he can beat some of these other I guys, I still though. think he can beat some players, but yeah. not not a lot. Maybe 20, 25%. Yeah, so... Maybe some of the older, slower players. Yep. 
So that's uh, this is going to be a short one, guys. We're literally at 40 minutes right now, and we didn't want to take too long on this one. Uh, but we just wanted to go over round one. Uh, again, we were hoping for the uh, round one games to be over and said and done with, but they're not. So we got a couple more. It looks like two more days. But I like these NBA's uh, playoffs. They've been one of the best playoffs I can ever remember. The so most... many, so many overtime games. So many games down to the wire. Yes, they've been very competitive and fun to watch. In my opinion, they are the. And I said this before on the last show. This is the most wide open NBA playoff game I've ever seen. And what that means is besides Miami, it's anyone's game. Yeah, and you know what? I think Miami's going to have a tough time. I think I so really too. do. When I don't the, think it's going to, you know, people are talking I Miami. I think the conference finals going to give them some some problems. Here's some quick updates before we go. Dallas 41, San Antonio 36. Brooklyn winning 77 to 57. Okay. So Brooklyn looks Brooklyn like they're going to take this game. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, most wide open, most wide open playoffs I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so, not I mean, going to be a cakewalk for nobody. It's yeah, gonna there's be a no tough... dominant team, period, except for maybe Miami. You can say maybe dominant in the East to some degree, but they're going to have their problems too. I but think... the one and two is not dominant in the West. You know what I mean? No. OKC and San Antonio are not dominant. No, they're both fighting. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's round one, guys. We uh, obviously wanted to hope to say we were done with them, but we're not. So I think Saturday night they should be done. Sunday morning we'll be looking at round two and what's going on. We will be back to recap what happens at round two. We might even come back before that. So maybe like two games into round two, we may come back with the final round two roster so we can break it down, give you guys our predictions of what we think is going to happen, and we can go from there. Uh, Then we can talk a little bit more, uh, hopefully Chicago ongoing, of what's going to happen with uh, next year and what we're looking at for the offseason. The lottery pick is going to be happening soon, too, as well, too. So then we'll see a clear, clear-cut clear breakdown of who's going to be number one, two, and three in the lottery, in the draft, and the NBA as well, too. Um, you know, else? one one thing this playoff picture uh, pointed out to the Chicago Bulls is they need help as far as advancing in the playoffs. I mean, they were a great team this year. They got 48 wins. But they exited the first round. That's going to, you know, I think they already knew anyways. But I think you're going to need more than just a healthy Derek to compete with this, these other teams. Because they're getting better. These teams, I mean, look at Washington. what Washington did. You got Toronto. You got some young teams up on uh, up and up. And you're going to need to get some players to compete with these guys next year, guys. Yeah, o- overall, I think they just they just need an offensive threat more than Derek Rose. They need more offensive threats. I think threats. they need more. I agree. Definitely need more. But uh, that's all we got, guys, for right now. 42-minute mark. Uh, we're going to be going. We'll see you guys in a, maybe about a week. Go over round two, and we'll go from there. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's root for Golden State, I'm guessing, because I think that's who's my uh, underdog, Golden State in uh, Portland right now. I like watching Portland. Enjoy the rest of the playoff, guys. Yeah. We'll be back. All right. Good night, Chicago.